we will be speaking on believing faith. John 14, 10 to 14 says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He who believes on me, the works that I do, shall he also do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What more amazing promise can we have than that? The Lord is calling us to greater faith. He is saying these words. Yes, my child, I'm calling you to be pioneers. I'm calling you to be my forerunners. Even as John the Baptist was my forerunner before I physically came on earth, so I call my forerunners now to prepare my world for the greatest event it has ever seen, my second coming. I'm calling forth my forerunners now. I call you to walk in greater faith than that of your fathers. I call you to rise up into a dimension of faith that the world has been waiting for. Believe me, my children, I'm coming very soon. Believe me, my children, that I've given you authority to tread over all the power of the enemy, and he shall by no means be able to harm you. Rise up, my children, to this dimension of faith that I'm calling you to walk in. I pray that the Lord will help us to rise up and walk in this dimension. For it says in John fourteen fifteen to 19, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even as the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because he sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, and because I live, you shall live also. And this promise enables us to believe Jesus in the same way that he believed the Father in heaven, enabling him to lay down his life for us and die on the cross, taking away our sin and shame. That he rose on the third day in complete victory over every sin, every sickness and every demonic thing and ascended to the right hand of the Father where he is right now. If we believe Jesus in the same way, we too will rise up in the same victory. 
will come to know God so well in our prayer time and practical walk that we will no longer limit him by unbelief or lack of faith, but will rise up in him and walk in him as we should, as his children who know how to walk in victory, who know who we are in Christ, who know the mighty power of the name of Jesus. In that day, demons will know who we are in Christ and will flee at the very mention of Jesus' name. You know, in the rainforest of Ghana, I had to make a courtesy visit to the local king. And we entered his court, shook hands with the king and 12 elders and sat down before him. And the king stood up and I stood and curtsied. He then looked at me and said, Greetings, you have a word of God for me. I had not prepared for this. I grabbed my Bible, just opened it anywhere. Deuteronomy 30:15. See, I set before you this day life in good and death in evil. Now what, I thought. The Lord said, give the gospel message. So I gave the gospel message. And then returned to Deuteronomy 8:9. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do his commandments, which I command you this day. And the Lord thy God will make you plenteous in every work of your hand in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced. I stopped and sat down. The king said, I received this message from God and I will do it. And immediately called for his gongong beater. The gongong beater arrived, an elderly man with a brass plate and a gong. He said, go to every crawl in this area and command every man, woman and child to come to the 11 a.m. crusade in the coconut tree field tomorrow. The gongong beater then went on his way to proclaim the message. The next day, over 2,000 people crowded the field. Many hundreds of people came for salvation. Many others, including five of the king's elders, were healed. The king also sent us cool drinks as a gift for the occasions. Six months later, I got an email from the king. He had built the churches for the people for, of his kingdom. And would I send him a few sheets of roofing as a gesture to the people? So I did so. But another time in Pakistan, a Muslim happened to be walking on the road in front of the church where I was preaching, when he overheard me mention the name of Jesus. And the asthma that he had suffered from for three years left him. He is totally instantly healed. He came in the church shouting, Who is this Jesus? I want to know this Jesus. This Jesus has just healed my chest. You know, all we have to do is speak the name of Jesus and he does the work, often doing far more than we can think or imagine. He healed that Muslim man, minding his own business, but had suffered from asthma. At the name of Jesus, he was instantly healed. John 14, 20 says, In that day you'll know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jesus had the Father living in him, but we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And we live in him. How much more amazing can God's promise be? You know, we can live as close to Jesus as we want to. 
And the more we get to know him in prayer, the closer we will live in him and he in us, and the more Christ-like we will become. And spending time with him rubs off on us. In John 14, verse 21, it says, He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. How wonderful it is when Jesus manifests himself to us and makes himself known to us. Some of us have seen visions of God. Others have recognized the Lord's presence or actions in our midst. Others have heard him speak so clearly. Many of us are able to share times when Jesus has manifested himself to us in some way or other. And most of us have experienced his love towards us. As we arise up into a dimension of faith to which the Lord is calling us to, to be his witnesses to the lost whom God wants to save, we will experience Christ in our lives so much more. But why are we not living in this realm now? How do we actually connect with heaven? Jesus connected himself with heaven through his relationship with his Father in prayer. He lived from the heavenly realm while he lived on the earthly realm. And he's made it possible for us to do the same. Hebrews 3, 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. Here, Hebrews speaks of us as holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. We've been called to be partakers of the heavenly realm. And this is explained beautifully in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 50. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that he was not first which was spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such they are that are earthly. And as in the heavenly, such they are also that are heavenly. And as we have been born in the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit corruption. Now through Jesus' death on the cross, we become reborn to eternal life. We gain access to the heavenly realm through prayer while on earth, and our spirits are translated there at physical death. Very few people have been physically raised to heaven. Then Paul says in Ephesians 3, 8 to 12, Unto me, who am the, less, the least of the saints, this grace is given, 
that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is a fellowship of the mystery which is from the beginning of the world that has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifest wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. This is so exciting. In the spiritual realm, we have access into heaven through prayer. This is not just boldness to approach God in prayer, but access through and into the very presence of God. And this is the best place to be. And although we may sometimes struggle in prayer to come into this glorious place in the Lord, it is worth it. Our enemy, the devil, will go to all lengths to prevent us from reaching this place. He'll try and make us very busy or distract us in every possible way. But when we put prayer first and pursue the Lord face on, just like facing into the wind with determination and full concentration, we will enter through. Jesus spent much time in this place and lived from within God's presence. He lived on earth within the heavenly realm. As the prophets of old in the Old Testament also did, and we read of great miracles that resulted through their lives. I do wonder what is wrong with us today when we consider all that Jesus has made available for us. Why are we living so below his provision for us? As for me, I want to see a change in my prayer life that will result in similar miracles that we read about from such men of God as Elijah, Elisha, David and Moses. They had encounters with God and lived out of what they saw on earth. And these have been recorded in our Bible. Even the pattern of the tabernacle was received by Moses in prayer. Hebrews 8.5 Who serve unto us an example of the shadow of the heavenly things as Moses was admonished by God that he was about to make the tabernacle. For, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to you on the mount. Spending time in the presence of God so affected the life of Jesus that it enabled him to do extraordinary miracles, healings, deliverance, and even raise people from the dead. In fact, Jesus was so filled with heaven, the joy of heaven, the peace of heaven, the healing power of heaven, the power and authority that was in his life was infinitely greater than any sickness, any demon, or even the natural forces on this earth. So much so that the disciples were afraid and wondered what kind of man was this that even the wind and the waves obeyed him. If only we will seek the Father as Jesus did, he will fill us with his power and authority and enable us to effectively do his work on earth. Well, it's up to us. 
And if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Saviour yet, or been baptised in the Holy Spirit, I would like to say this prayer with you. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you'd like to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Thank you for forgiving me and that I'm now a Christian. Lord, please baptise me in your Holy Spirit. I receive you now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you have said this prayer, you're already now changed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven. You're born again to eternal life. You can now take command over your sickness or your demonic oppression or bad spirit. You can command that sickness or evil spirit leave you right now in the powerful name of Jesus. You can speak to your pain and say, pain, leave in Jesus' name. When you've done that, just lay your hand on your sickness or your pain. Say, Lord Jesus, please place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name. Hundreds of people have been healed through listening to this radio program and you can be one of them. Receive your healing now in Jesus' name. The Lord loves you. He wants you to rise up and live in the dimension of the spirit realm as he's called each one of us to do. You can receive it just as I have. I tell you this, it changed my life. I was just an ordinary riding teacher. That's all. I had no ministry, but when I learnt this message that I've given to you this morning, I rose up in prayer and suddenly I found myself in a ministry where God has done more than I could ever think or imagine. He can do the same for you. So rise up in Christ, get to know him in prayer. And start living in the heavenly realm on this earth. And I tell you, your country will be changed. Twelve disciples brought the known world to Christ after Jesus ascended to heaven. And I know that there are more than twelve people listening to this program now. Get motivated. Do something. You can bring your country to Christ and when you do so, you will be blessed in such a glorious way, even as it happened to the king of the rainforest of Ghana. I tell you, 
His kingdom was transformed. When we went back there, we saw the biggest cabbages I ever saw in my life. All the goats kept having twins. The chickens were healthy. The children were having fun playing. They were in lovely condition. They are in such good health. And the fruit and the vegetables were king size to what that country was before. That kingdom was in poverty when I went there first. But when their king turned to Christ, that kingdom of his was transformed. And it's still transformed years later. That is what Jesus can do for a community. And that is also what Jesus wants to do for your country. God bless you greatly and I'll now hand back to our host.